Hey, Happy Lost Souls. We want to start sharing more positive information on the podcast about the good that humans are doing for each other. It's an important reminder that we are capable of treating each other with dignity without relying on a church or divine beings for our morals. And so we're helping to raise money for a rad neighborhood diner called One Grub Community in El Paso, Texas. Our friends Roman and Adriana have run this beautiful restaurant that will feed anyone who comes in looking for a meal. I mean it, you can pay for your meal, but anyone who needs food can eat for free. They even have a community garden where they teach folks to grow their own food in the desert. You may recognize Roman if you watched the HBO cooking show, The Big Brunch, hosted by Dan Levy. Roman was a contestant on that show and he did an incredible job spreading the word about hunger and the need for communities to take care of each other. Unfortunately, the building that housed their diner has been sold and they've been asked to leave. It used to be a church and you know we're always down to help someone who's been kicked out of a church. <laughs> I'm just kidding. These people are the most compassionate, raddest humans I know and they deserve to be in a stable place where they can continue their good work. If you're able, consider donating to them at gofundme.com slash onegrubcommunity. That's the word one, grub, G-R-U-B, community. Or you can follow the link on our Instagram, on our website, or in the show notes to this episode. Anyway, thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. This fine viper, this ignominious carbuncle, shall henceforth be solemnly banned from our holy presence, rejected from the communion of Holy Mother Church. Excommunicate him! What good would that do? Outsider of the faith, necromancer, a diabolist, a sorcerer and a damned heretic. He's a very naughty boy. Welcome to Heretic Party, a podcast for apostates and a podcast for all you other happy lost souls out there who want to hear stories about living through and living beyond religion that have occultic overtones. <laughs> stories that have Man's turning into beasts. Half man, half beast. <laughs> beasts turning into way cooler beasts. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's me. And grown-ass Christian men who say they don't want to play with toys, but super do. I am toys. That wasn't a sex joke. Oh, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I was looking for toy stores. Okay. So that I could find some cool cards for a future game we're going to play. I wonder which one. <laughs> and when I typed Toy Store into Google Maps, <laughs> I came up with a lot of filthy stuff that was not Christian. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm like two hours late today. <laughs> Don't worry, through the magic of podcast, you're on time. The coolest thing that the sex toy industry did was call them toys. That's a great <laughs> idea. Solid. <laughs> because marital aids sounds like a lawyer. <laughs> Marital AIDS sounds so gross. <laughs> Ephesians 5.33 says a husband must love his wife and a wife must... My name's Christian Natley. I am an ex-evangelical who smellicles <laughs> like... Tentacles? I was going to say helical. Oh, but that, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, also, world's worst rapper. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> A title I wear proudly. <laughs> this is my co-host, Joe Blablazo. It's me, I'm Joe. I'm full of juice, and I'm ready 
for more juice. <laughs> <laughs> Intros are weird. And the award for worst rapper goes to Joe Bilbazo. That's me. I hate relinquishing the title. <laughs> But after his most recent album where he rhymed juice with juice. <laughs> One is spelled with an S. Damn, that's actually good. <laughs> I mean, the world's worst slash best rapper is Amy Bibabi. <laughs> <laughs> come on the show. Yeah, come on the show. Nailed it. And unfortunately, Leanne is missing again this week. She caught a bad case of the, she has to play mobile games and watch hockey. And that's been, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, she's feeling under the weather after her long vacation of playing mobile games and watching (laughs) hockey. But Leanne and I are going to be on Count Creepyhead's Saturday morning Monster Mash. Welcome to Count Creepyhead's Saturday morning Monster Mash. Blah. (laughs) <laughs> cool i know some of our buds from uh, rad pantheon hell yeah rad pantheon <laughs> and we're going to talk about this exact topic about satanic toys so for my birthday this year leanne bought me my first he-man action figure Woo-hoo-hoo. in an earlier episode i talked about not having any he-man toys when i was a kid and being told that he-man was evil along with 99 percent of the things that are cool for a kid Totally. And I said that I was going to buy myself a He-Man action figure, and I looked online. I was expecting to get like a vintage one, but vintage He-Man action figures are fucking expensive. (laughs) So I didn't get one. But Leanne got me one. All right. Still in the package, and I'm going to open it on this episode of Count Creepyhead. Hell yeah. It's a really fun, rad podcast where they talk about toys and cool collectors and shit. And the segment that Leanne and I record with them, we're going to put it in the feed as a little like bonus app. Ooh, little little treat. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Let me tell you, something those guys do amazing that I'm very jealous of, they can do incredible impressions. They do the Muppets like fucking spot on oh man they have all these characters and shit they're fucking great and i can't do impressions of any kind i have a hard i (laughs) i can barely be christian the podcaster (laughs) but also sometimes they talk about mental health stuff with each other just checking in with each other and stuff and to listen to a podcast where a bunch of dudes support each other and uplift each other that way is really rad And uh, so I appreciate them a lot, and you'll get to listen to it pretty soon here. Fuck you, Christian. (laughs) JK, I'm super jealous. Joe, I listen to you and support you. (laughs) I'm pumped. I can't wait to listen. I think that they're probably bummed because, Joe, you're the guy who collects the most toys out of anyone (laughs) I know, and you don't get to go on there. (laughs) I'm going to Vegas, baby. You are. You're going to Vegas for the first time. First time. I've only ever been as a young high schooler there bowling, bowling for glory. Wait, you have been there? Yes. I went there junior and senior year of high school with my bowling league. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. (laughs) And the award for lamest rapper goes to... (laughs) No way. I smoked a big old cigar and got super sick. That was your experience in Sin City with smoking a cigar? Uh, don't tell anyone what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> Did no one tell you you could have just walked into a casino and had a beer? <laughs> I didn't try this time, though. I'll try. <laughs> Joe, I sincerely hope you succeed on your quest to find a beer. I'm going to drink one beer in Las Vegas. It's going to be so cool. Boom. <laughs> Successful trip. 
All right. Low stakes. I'm about it. Joe, sitting over there on that desk next to us is one delicious IPA and one angry orchard strawberry. <laughs> Do you want to paper, rock, scissors me for who gets which one and also who's king of the Bible cards? <laughs> Yes. All right, let's do is it. Is this our game for the episode? This is the game for the episode. This is a rock for beer. <laughs> I was working on a game and I couldn't get it done. Here we go. Highest stakes. Oh, fuck. Joe threw scissors, I threw paper. Which means he gets to have the delicious angry orchard strawberry. That's why they call me king of scissoring. <laughs> I'll drink the cider. It's fine. Angry Orchard, you owe us some bucks for advertising for your garbage beverage. <laughs> also, please send me one can so I can replace the one I just took from Joe's fiance. <laughs> Ugh, this is so bad. Tell your fiance as bad as her taste is in drinks, <laughs> her taste in men Aww. is that much more wonderful. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance those were left in our fridge, but I don't know. Good future husband move right there covering for her. I'm going to tell her myself. Fuck your taste in drinks. Cider. I just met her. Uh, so Pat Robertson died. To quote our Reverend Mother Lizzo. Bye, bitch. <laughs> I didn't intend to talk about sex toys, and I didn't intend to talk about Pat Robertson, but it kind of popped into my head right here. I don't believe he's dead. Oh, yeah. That dude That dude has looked like a lich since 1985. <laughs> if I have learned anything from my 100 years watching Star Wars, he's got clones somewhere. He's got clones in the outer rim. He's coming back. Somehow Pat Robertson returned. Speaking of Pat Robertson's sex toys and rims... <laughs> He was looking rough. He was ribbed for her pleasure. You... <laughs> well, so when I was younger, I found a book in my house that was Pat Robertson trying to explain what our Christian positions should be about a bunch of different hot button topics. Let me guess. Not a fan of doggy style. He had a portion of that book where he described oral sex as something only homosexuals do. Then I'm gay as the dickens. <laughs> Yeah, there was a bunch of these like questions like, should Christians do this? And he's like, absolutely not. That's what the gays do. Oh, geez. You want more hurricanes? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's right. He totally blamed like 9-11 uh, on the gays. 9-11 <laughs> and Katrina on the gays. Oh, wow. No imagination on that guy. <laughs> We're marching in the Pride Parade next week. And I think that we should make sure we let everyone know that we have the power to create hurricanes. And... <laughs> Yeah. We can just, it, if the gays just would really tap into that power, planes could crash. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I tried to listen to his reasoning, but it turns out he didn't have any. It's just shit he said. <laughs> Fuck. I <can't. laughs> yeah. Enjoy worship heaven, I, yeah. I guess. Enjoy boring ass worship heaven, Pat oh, Robertson. Man. You, you Palpatine fuck. We didn't do any research planning for Pat Robertson or the 700 Club, and so I don't have a list of the shitty things he said prepared, but it's there. Oh, dude, just go to YouTube, type in uh, Pat Robertson's worst moments, <laughs> <laughs> and 
and I guarantee you, you'll have hundreds of search results. <laughs> you might get AIDS in Kenya. If people have AIDS, you got to be careful. I mean, the towels could have AIDS. He cheated on you. Well, he's a man. Okay. There are a bunch of people who are just bums. And if these people are out drugging themselves, well, I'm starved to death. I am not at all persuaded that so-called homosexuals are homosexuals because of uh, uh, biological problems. There's so many that have been made homosexuals because of a culture. A little sad to see this great nation of ours go the way that it is. We're going to have a month to celebrate gay, lesbian, transgender pride month. Somebody's proud of being transgendered. I don't want to shit on someone who died because I know that's a painful time for folks. And so if anyone who loved Pat Robertson is listening to this, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think a Christian figurehead who pushed hate speech. Perfected it. Yeah, who treated people like garbage and spread hate. I think the world is a better place without him. And if that's controversial, call me the Pat Robertson of heretics. <laughs> Anyway, that wasn't what we were going to talk about. Yes. I don't want to celebrate someone being dead, but... I kind of want to celebrate someone being dead. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Enjoy praise and worship heaven, I guess. Pat Robertson. I hope that's where he is. Boring as fuck. Sitting in a folding chair. <laughs> singing songs all day. Not a woman in yoga pants in sight. What's the point of heaven with no oral sex? <laughs> This isn't going to be about Jesus, is it? All things are about Jesus. Except this. Okay, Joe, we have a new reoccurring bit here where we complain about our friend Selena, who <laughs> was so excited about the podcast, but then never listened to a single episode. So we have this ongoing challenge where we are building her a gift that we are going to fuck with until she finally becomes a listener. <laughs> and so we've got a big poster board here. It's beautiful. And it's gorgeous. <laughs> And we're going to draw something offensive or silly on it every episode until she listens. And then once she starts listening, we're going to send it to her <laughs> and make her put it up in her house. So, Selena, the less you want to offend your guests, <laughs> the sooner you better start listening. Oh, man. It's also worth mentioning that we're not telling her. So <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> not going to send her a text or anything and be like, are you listening yet? She just she'll just find out one day. And she'll call us. Joe, what are you going to draw on the poster board this week? Hmm. I was thinking maybe we'll start with a theme and then kind of let it go off the rails. Like I like when we, it. Like when we record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zero prep, all just hoping that we're going to make each other laugh. <laughs> You're welcome, Selene. So the theme for this week is going to be demons and toys. Fuck yeah. All right. How, how about you draw something and then I write something? Perfect. All right. What are you going to draw? All right, I'm going to draw Shonda Paul playing with a toy of, what's his name, uh, Tim Curry in Legend. Nice. I like how you gave yourself something so complicated. I mean, I'm not going to draw good. I thought you were going to be like a Rubik's Cube or something. Just like a Rubik's Cube, but instead of colors, it's just different pictures of different demons. Oh, man, I kind of want that toy. I'm going to put a speech balloon above his head and I'm going to write Ice-T lyrics in it so it looks like he's, <laughs> you know. Spitting hot fire? Drawn from his influences. No, I'm better. There you go. 
<laughs> All right, Selena, send us a text when you start listening. Oh, Until yeah. then, John DePaul. Yeah, call uh, us when you listen to the show and find the right temperature for listening. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm the worst rapper. All right, all right. Joe, I heard that you have some sort of story about toys. Oh, a, no. a toy story, if you will. Dude, the other day... Uh, this better involve butt plugs. Close. So I was talking to my fiance. I think we were talking about daycare because I used to, I went to daycare as a kid because my parents worked. And so especially during the summertime, we would go to this like all day daycare that had, you know, like sports and classes and art time, which was my jam. Art time was my jam. Also around this time, I was maybe like 10 or 11 years old. I was super mega into Aliens and Predator. Nice. Those, those movies rocked my world. Not Aliens versus Predator, just no. Aliens movies. That and movie movies. flattened my world. <laughs> no, Aliens, the second one, the James Cameron one, holy shit, blew my 11 year old mind out of this world. I thought it was the coolest shit I had ever seen, and I was obsessed. And so I collected all the Aliens toys because there were hundreds of them. There's aliens for every occasion. And uh, I would draw them everywhere. And of course, at this point, I have no idea about the genesis of the design of the alien, which was designed by H.R. Geiger, a very erotic artist. And I'm sure most of you have noticed that the aliens from the alien franchises have giant dicks for heads. Oh, yeah. And dicks that come out of those dicks. Yep. And me, as an 11-year-old kid, was obsessed with drawing these phallic monsters. And so I remember that in in this daycare I went to, we would have art class, and I would just draw aliens all the time. And I wasn't drawing them great, you know? Like, I, I had all the details in my head, but my hands could not translate them very well. So I can only imagine the, like, adults at this daycare being like, oh, what are you working on? And looking down at my drawing and seeing this gross biomechanical dick. <laughs> That's amazing. And I did this all the time. <laughs> Dude, I was, I had committed to memory all of these details, like tubes and pipes, because the back of the alien head is a big old dick, penis head, mushroom cap. So it's the front. <laughs> That like was a thing in my head. I was like, don't forget to put that thing in the back of the <laughs> Just these gross dicks with teeth. That was me. <laughs> when they're when they're making the first Aliens movie, they're like, we're going to use H.R. Geiger and his art style for this. And then they get the artwork and they're like, is this all just dicks? And then he goes, it's also tubes and pipes. <laughs> <laughs> There's some vagines in there. If you look hard enough, they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> do, do you still have any of those? Do your parents? Uh, Oh, I, I could check my parents' house. I know I don't because I just recently reorganized a bunch of my art stuff and I didn't I didn't find any <laughs> crudely drawn bio dicks. But <laughs> oh man, because I've worked with kids in the past, I, I I try to put myself in the shoes of these people and be like, oh, what are you working on? <laughs> Dude, what if aliens' dicks just have a human head on the end? Dude, I'm gonna draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need your childhood drawings. Let's just see it now. I'm going to draw Dick Cheney. <laughs> I'm going to draw Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> I'm going to draw Richard Cheese. <laughs> I'm going to draw Dick Nixon. I'm going to draw a penis. <laughs> I'm going to draw a penis that belongs to Dick Tracy. <laughs> you two motherfuckers need Jesus. Uh, Lan, we need you to come back to the <laughs> podcast so that our dick jokes will be better. <laughs> Get that biblical dick. <laughs>
Yeah, need you to slap us across the face with those sweet jokes. I want to look at those jokes in gray sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to know that we've all matured. (laughs) And you might think that the fact that Leanne isn't here is the reason that we're telling these jokes. But let me tell you, the filthiest jokes I've heard (laughs) often come from that woman's mouth. (laughs) Nice. Well, Joe, speaking of cartoons and childhood memories and a couple of dicks sitting in comfy chairs having a horrible discussion. That's a reference to you and me. That's you and me. It works on so many levels. These fucking assholes that we're going to talk about today. Joe, we're going to circle back to a topic we've covered before, but there's just so much more to look at. We're going to talk about the 1980s Satanic Panic book and TV miniseries. Turmoil in the Toy Box. Turmoil in the Toy Box. Our gods are dead. Ancient Klingon warriors slew them a millennia ago. They were more trouble than they were worth. Back to it, Joe. Satanic panic, turmoil in the toy box. It feels so familiar. (laughs) Yeah, we did do an episode about this in season one. And if you want to go back and listen to it, you might find it funny, but you don't need to. True. I mean, it's only one of our best episodes. It was one of our drunkest. That's for sure. (laughs) So, Tomato Tomato. So, Turmoil in the Toy Box was a book written by a guy named Phil Phillips. It came out in 1986, and it completely changed the way that adults in my life would let me play with toys. (laughs) (laughs) So sad. The basic premise of the book is all toys are occultic, and if you let your kids play with them or watch the cartoons, you're letting demons into your house. Can demonic spirits attach themselves to to inanimate objects? The answer is yes. Yeah. If you let your kids watch any cartoons or play with toys, you're grooming them. Sound familiar? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great point because someone might wonder why we are going back 30-something years to a book and a subsequent miniseries that isn't on the shelves anymore. I mean, this book sold 135,000 copies like really quickly is what the publisher claims. And it was on the bookshelves of my pastor, my youth pastor, basically every church leader that I knew. And I heard the shit in this book repeated to me over and over. But the point I think you were making there, Joe, is that this shit is still going on. Like the fact that it colored the views of so many Christian leaders back then means that it is still far reaching now. Totally. Maybe there are a lot of progressive Christians out there who think, oh, toys are cool now. Like I let my kids read Harry Potter. Like I'm one of the cool Christians. (laughs) But the basic premise of this book is still going on. This idea that demonic forces are all around us all the time and Christians have to be aware of them and be on guard. Satan is real. Demonic power is real. Demon possession is real. And I don't like to admit that I spend a lot of my time trolling through Christian message boards and stuff, but I do. (laughs) I do it under my alter ego, Chip Christian Man. So pure. (laughs) And uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. The new thing they're all upset about is like Make sure your boys are boys and your girls are girls. Make sure they're raised right. Make sure they play with the right toys. Make sure they wear the right clothes. Don't let them see anyone remotely outside of their little like Eurocentric bullshit Christian world. And maybe the focus has shifted a little off toys now, 
but the attitudes are exactly the fucking same. Fucking gross. <laughs> well, anyway, we're not going to sit here and read pages of a book to you until, <laughs> until later when I might read pages of a book to you. But first, <laughs> we're going to go through some episodes of this TV miniseries that Phil Phillips was on where he was talking about his book. The TV show is called Eagle's Nest. I mean, screechy! <laughs> what noise do eagles make? <laughs> Aren't you, aren't you a patriot, Joe? You don't even know what sound eagles make. Bald eagles are like, oh, it's real. <laughs> we could say caw sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Caw! This unique program combines the dynamic ministry of God's Word, the discussion of contemporary issues, and the demonstration of... And uh, this show is hosted by a real son of a bitch called <laughs> Gary Greenwald. The and alliteration on these guys is on point. I have a hard time believing these names are real. They're wrestling names. They seriously are. <laughs> is Phil short for Philip? Because his name is Philip Phillips. He's probably named Philippians or something. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. My name is Philippians Phillips. Uh, not to be confused with the amazing book of the Bible. It happens all the time. <laughs> that gets you Christian cred, right? <laughs> yeah, that's sweet, sweet Christian cred. So we're just going to watch these two dudes go back and forth about how evil toys are. And we're going to pause it occasionally and shit on them. <laughs> we're also going to make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got wipes. We're ready. <laughs> All right, Joe, as painful as this is, are you ready to do it? I think so. Here we go. Let's go on to Thundercats for a moment. They're also half men, half lion. Again, the beast-man combination, much like many of the gods of the ancients were half men, half beasts, or hybrids. These are half men, half lions, and they do things like communicate with the dead and, and, uh, and have occult powers themselves. So let's go and look at the Thundercats right now, who we saw are taken from heathen gods of the past. Wait, wait, wait. We got to pause it already. I just realized that Lionel from Thundercats, his war cry is the same as Hacksaw Jim Duggan's. <gasps> Dude, full circle! <laughs> ooh, 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 If you're a first-time listener, you don't know that we love Hacksaw Jim Duggan, <laughs> but it should have been a given. That's on you. <laughs> You don't? I mean, it's a powerful war cry. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened to Hacksaw Jim Duggan. They were trying for licensing Thundercats for his character. And so they got him all ready. They're like, okay, Jim, your first match is in six weeks. We need you to practice every day from here till then, yelling, ho! <laughs> and then when the time came, they're like, we couldn't get the rights, man. Sorry. Yeah, they threw his costume in the garbage and they're like, whatever you have underneath that. Here's a two by four. <laughs> two, so, by, two by, two <laughs> by. Two by four. Oh! <laughs> Just take this stick and where your blue chonies and get out there. Oh, man. I feel so bad for Were him. those his personal chonies? They weren't even... That's what he had underneath. <laughs> take the lion costume off. <laughs> they, they, took his, they took his sword of omen and snapped it over their knee. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> Just go with what you got. Oh, man. You know, as we've been observing here, there were gymnastics and martial arts type of uh, thrusting and, and jumping here with the Thundercats. All right. <laughs> All right. 
We should probably let it play a little longer, but I can't. <laughs> I can't do Gary Greenwald, this jackass. He watched the Thundercats intro and immediately started talking about thrusting. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this guy? What's his name? Gary, Gar- Gary thought, Greenwald. Gary Greenwald. I thought his name was like Dungy BG because look at him. Yeah, he's got a great 70s suit on here. Big old lapels, nice little curly hair and mustache. And he's sitting on a chair made with real lumberjack skin. <laughs> it is so dumb looking. <laughs> But he immediately starts talking about gymnastics, martial arts, and thrusting, which I guess is the unholy trinity. That's the power pyramid of aerobics. <laughs> when you do Maslow's hierarchy of needs and you get from, <laughs> you know, shelter, food, and water all the way up to self-actualization, above that, yeah, thrusting. gymnastics, martial arts, and thrusting. <laughs> do you, can you tell me anything about what the Eye of Thundera is? The, the sort of omens that Lionel, the, the hero of this cartoon, carries is the object of the whole thing, trying to control this sword. Now, it's called the Sword of Omens, and there is an eye in the center called the Eye of Thundera. It's a red eye. Mm-hmm. And when placed to the forehead, you, it enables you to see into the future, to tell if there's danger around. Now, this third eye is mm. directly from the third eye of Hinduism and when you travel through India you notice that that third eye is almost always red. Absolutely and so we're seeing again an occult practice and the children begin to pick up the idea that this third eye is part of everyday life and that they should look for things in their own lifestyles that would identify with Hinduism, the occult and mystical Eastern religion. Creating a desire for the occult again. I'm absolutely astounded. All right. So Gary Greenwald is the interviewer and Phil Phillips is the like bastard sat- son of Donald Trump. He, I was going to suggest that we go as these two guys for Halloween. But you'd obviously have to be Gary Greenwald and I would have to be Phil Phillips. And Phil Phillips is just in a blue suit with a red tie and he has like exactly Donald Trump hair. It's shocking. <laughs> Phil Phillips is supposed to be an expert of all this stuff, and he spouts fake statistics, and it's just so obvious that this dude is a hardcore toy and cartoon nerd. Oh, dude, he knows more about Thundercats than I did when I was a fan of the show. He's, like, correcting names. He's laying out the lore. He is a nerd. He's so horny for Thundercats in a way that I never was as a child. Join the club, Phil Phillips. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So right off the bat... He mentions Hinduism, and I'm not entirely sure why, but... I think because his uh, the only thing he can connect to another religion is yoga, maybe? And that's kind of, yeah. I don't know, dude. <laughs> Eastern religion stuff. So I actually have a little surprise later. I'm going to bring in some resources from my Christian days Ooh. about Eastern religions and how they are somehow so much more evil than Christianity, according to fucking, I don't know. Keep that in mind as we keep going through this episode. Yeah, dude. Gary Greenwald coming in hot what else you got you freaking what is he he looks like a mannequin for wigs <laughs> boom roasted before we get too far into thundercats let me tell you i fucking loved this cartoon when i was a kid and i got far enough into it to be really excited about it i loved it and then my mom saw one scene uh. and shut it off and banned it for those of you who haven't seen thundercats basically in every episode the bad guy mumra yeah, so dude. badass. Yeah. He says, ancient spirits of evil. <laughs> and she heard that line and it was just like, click, no. it's off. Yeah. Right when it's getting to the good part. <laughs> I know. I still don't know what the ancient spirits of evil are. 
Uh, they're those elves that make all the cookies in the tree. <laughs> uh, those were banned too. Ancient elves of Keebler. <laughs> Prepare me my elfudge. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what's his name? Giggles Jeffrey is, uh, he, he pulls out a mum-ra toy, the, the villain of Thundercats. It's his evolved form, and Phil Phillips is quick to correct him, like, hold on, jabroni, yeah. that's Actually, not that's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Technically, as he pushes his glasses up. But you see, mum-ra gets his power from, uh... <laughs> You mean to tell me that mum-ra is not even his final form? When Gary, uh, grappenstance... <laughs> gets all excited he sounds so dumbfounded by the shit that they rehearsed for this episode (laughs) you're telling me that this toy has a button on the back i can hit and it does cool action that's fucking rad (laughs) let's try it out (laughs) speaking of let's watch gary greenwald pick up this toy and play with it for kind of a long time Now, let, uh, we have a cultic toy here that we bought in the store, which is this Mumra. Well, the, it, it is part of Mumra. Mumra changes from a mummy that you saw on the screen to this figure right here. And Ra, again, is the, is the sun god Ra. Uh, and this is called the ever-living evil one. The ever-living evil one. Yeah. It's interesting, if I push the back of this doll, the uh, arms begin to move, and if you put a battery in the back, the eyes will light up, and it's a real, a very well-made uh, depiction of what's on the cartoon, and the children must play with this all the time. Dude, so Mumra is voiced by Earl Hammond, who's like one of the legendary voice actors. He did Megatron. In, oh, shit, uh, from Transformers? Yeah. And he played Moses in a ostensibly Christian cartoon called Moses. Egypt's great prince. Oh, all right. So there's a little bit of connection. Mum-ra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he only plays... Egyptian-themed characters. <laughs> characters who pray to imaginary people. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the thing, right? I mean, Phil Phillips wrote a whole fucking book, and they talk multiple episodes in this miniseries about how dangerous make-believe is. Like, that's... The whole crux of this bullshit. Their argument is that if a toy is based on demons and then the kid plays with the toy, they're somehow embodying the demons. And honestly, I'm I'm giving him too much credit by explaining it that clearly. <laughs> because really what these dudes do is bullshit about cartoons. So they can play with toys. Play with the toys <laughs> and then say they're demonic. In the last episode, there's a part where Gary Greenwald full on picks up a Skeletor playset. Again, I wasn't allowed to watch He-Man, so I don't know what it was called. <laughs> uh, Snake Mountain? Snake Mountain. And then he takes the microphone that comes with it and starts like yelling out Skeletor's name yeah, through it dude. so that he can just experience it. And and he's supposed to be demonstrating how it's evil, but he's got, like, a lot of joy in his face. Oh, the the sparkle in his eye when he's playing (laughs) with it. He doesn't look that happy in any other part of this thing. It's interesting. If I push the back of this doll, the uh, arms begin to move. Nope. He's genuinely enjoying himself, and it probably weirds him out. And they bought all these fucking toys. Yeah, they, they keep say talking it. about. Yeah, we're like we went to the store, bought, and they have toys piled around them like they're fucking Santa Claus. And they're showing like straight up clips of every show they're talking about. And every time they they show a clip, I'm like, oh man, 
Thundercats is more badass than I remember. (laughs) (laughs) They keep saying, we didn't even have to look for this. It was the first thing that came up when we watched the episode. And come on, you fucking get out of here. Oh, no, dude. They're like hunched over edge of their seats watching these clips because they pick some badass clips. I love the idea that these two dudes, after the cameras go off, they sneak down to the basement and put on their pajamas and sit down and watch like hours of cartoons. They're like, I'm glad we got together to do this research for our Christian show. (laughs) I want to know if when the cameras go off, if they had to like divvy up who got to take home what toys. (laughs) Dude, I bet they burned them. Oh, they probably did. Bad for the environment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, those toys had lead paint. (laughs) I want a lead paint toy. (laughs) All right, let's watch more. If, if you're seeing what I'm seeing, again, it's absolutely occultic, even to something that was taken like out of Star Wars. It looks like he's talking to uh, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, little Luke Skywalker talked to him. Joe, that's the first reference to Star Wars in this episode. I'm trying to stay cool. <laughs> Spoiler alert, they're going to shit on Star Wars so hard. And I have Joe handcuffed to his chair so that he doesn't lose his shit. I almost punched a sort of omens shaped hole in my wall. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Joe, why did you have these pink furry handcuffs just laying out like this? None of your goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> Here we find Lionel talking to his dead father, Jaga. Is that his name? Yeah. Jaga. Okay, he just pretended like he didn't know the character's name. Right. <laughs> That's a classic, uh, what's his name? Greg Greffries? Yeah, uh, George Georgeton. George Georgeton. <laughs> they just showed them watching the clip on a TV that's sitting right next to their chairs. And they said the name of that character. They said Jaga four times, maybe five times. And he's like, oh, is it, is it Jaga? Is it Jaga? <laughs> and then under his breath, he's like, Phil, don't tell him we stayed up until 2 a.m. watching this. <laughs> they can recall memory verses to help them make whatever point they're trying to make, but they can't remember fucking Jaga. Yeah, two syllables. <laughs> Jugga, is that his name? Is that his name? Oh, dude. They they play this clip. It's of Lionel talking to his ghost dad, who's telling him how to activate the Sword of Omens. Yeah, dope. Hero's Journey shit, right? Solid. Storytelling. And these guys... These guys are coming in it with their their salt-based sprinkle of heresy that they're going to put on all of it. This is evil and this is evil and this is evil. And they're it's it's almost like they're they're speaking for children. I mean, I wasn't a child that long ago, but none of the shit they're talking about ever crossed my fucking mind. <laughs> Joe, you still play with toys like these handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, those are my Lion-O cuff em ups <laughs> yeah. Those are the cuffs of, oh, mans. <laughs> Uh, Joe, I left your party ender of omens in the drawer. I didn't pull those out. 100% glass. Phil, what is this called when they talk to the dead? That's called necromology. And it's dealt with in Deuteronomy on a number of occasions. That this is something we're not even supposed to have in our homes. It's an abomination to God for us to speak to spirits of the dead or dead relatives, which are really only demons masquerading as dead ones. Right. So I think it's worth mentioning that these two guys and most mainstream Christians, look at me spouting fake statistics like I'm Phil Phillips over here. (laughs) Yeah, who are you, double P? Let me give a better statistic. (laughs) 100% (laughs) of the Christians that I knew in all the cities that I went to believed that this stuff was real. 
like not the demons in the toys, but I mean, they thought that magic spells, divination, all these things were real and they still fucking do. Like just last week, you were talking about that dude, the congressman in Florida who oh, was yeah. calling trans people demons and imps. Mm-hmm. And as Chip Christian Man trolls through these <laughs> Christian message boards, he's constantly coming across people who think that drag queens are possessed, that their kids are being groomed by demonic forces that now, instead of seducing them to witchcraft or seducing them to homosexuality and... Hinduism. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, God. It's like the pieces change, but the bigotry is the same. Oh, dude. It's like Transformers which we'll get to later. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> One of the things they bring up with Thundercats is they're half man, half lion. They're part man, part beast, just like all the old ancient gods, which drives me bonkers because in this same miniseries, they talk for like 15 minutes about how capitalism works. <laughs> it's like they can't wrap their minds around like kids are getting bored of G.I. Joes. We need to make them look cooler. Like... <laughs> They're half man, half beast, but they don't have 40 wings and 20 eyes like the half man, half beasts that we know. Not the good ones. Oh, oh yeah. They talk about sorcery and witchcraft, which is only just like whenever uh, fantastical shit happens. Meanwhile, like these people will say a miracle happened at some church because they thought they were out of wafers, but turns out there was plenty of wafers. <laughs> Did you hear about that? No. What, what happened? <laughs> some church somewhere, probably in the Midwest, they claimed a miracle happened because they thought they were out of communion wafers. But when they went to go check, there was a bunch. <laughs> And that's a miracle that they're bringing someone from the Vatican in to certify. I don't know how miracles get <laughs> called miracles. Anyways, that witchcraft, cool. <laughs> Couple of extra wafers. That's God's divine presence. <laughs> Summoning a sword from outer space. That's detrimental to your children. <laughs> Fuck off. Dude, there are nights after we've been hanging out. That I go to my fridge and I went, if I could multiply food right now, my life would be a lot happier. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention of all the things going on in the world, God was like, hey, you church, have some wafers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all the power he has left. Yeah. Unfortunately, while he was replacing those wafers, Canada's on fire. Oh, <laughs> uh, holy shit. So in the clip, Lionel talks to his dead father, who's like a spirit. And these these clowns, these fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Phil fuckers, I think that's his middle name. Phil, yeah, with a Phil fuckers Phillips. <laughs> they talk about how it's an abomination to God to speak to dead spirits. Yeah, I'm going to go hand out tracks with verses from Deuteronomy at uh, grave sites. I'm so bummed that Deuteronomy isn't just a, a book of the Bible full, filled with cool skateboard tricks. <laughs> D-U-D-E-Ronomy? <laughs> Deuteronomy? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's write the book of Deuteronomy. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. So it's abomination to speak to dead spirits. The fuck is prayer? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me you're telling me I know <laughs> that when I'm talking to Jesus, I'm speaking to a dead spirit. Wild stuff. <laughs> so everyone who prayed to Jesus during those three days that he was dead, pff, fucking sinners. Abomination. <laughs> You'll notice the intertwined serpents on his front and their cobras again. The cobra again being the symbol of demonic power and protection. Totally amazing. I, I am... Uh totally wiped out by what we're seeing here. 
They keep talking about how the cobra is like a symbol of evil and not just the coolest looking snake. They're big G.I. Joe fans. They're big G.I. Joe fans. They're, they're like, they're like, <laughs> they're not cobra apologists. <laughs> You're telling me that Mumra has cobras around his neck. We all know cobras are trying to take over the world and only G.I. Joe is stopping them from taking it over. They're putting artificial sweeteners in the He-Man toys to make the cobras gay. If there was one giant gay troop of soldiers, it was G.I. Joe. <laughs> Bravo, Joes. God. Go, Joe. If there was a male review here in town dressed as G.I. Joes in a second. Oh, dude. Dude. <laughs> well, Phil, what would you say the scripture would be for us to share with the people who are watching today? Well, I think probably the greatest scripture that we can share right now is 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3. It talks about Eve being deceived by the serpent's cunning or trickery or plans. And she was deceived in her mind. She was not deceived in her flesh or her spirit, in her mind. And when she was deceived in her mind by the serpent's plans, she was led astray from a pure and sincere devotion to Christ or God. Okay, some quibbles. This is going to be me pretending to be a researcher like Leanne. Do it. Okay, Eve couldn't have devotion to Christ. Eve didn't know about Christ. Yeah. Although I guess some Christians could say that Jesus was already there and just walking around and they just accidentally left him out. He got he got cut from the... Because he, he was nude. Yeah. He had to have been nude. <laughs> the theatrical release of Genesis didn't have... <laughs> didn't have Christ in it. You got to get the director's cut. If you, if you get the widescreen version, <laughs> you can see him standing on the edges of the screen, but they only released it in four by three. So it's not... <laughs> you could only read it on parchment. <laughs> and other quibbles. She was deceived by the serpent. If there's any ex-Christians on here listening, do we have listeners? I can't <laughs> Thank you. I don't have a mic. I have a can with a string on it. I'm just seeing if there's anyone out there outside the window listening in. If you haven't realized this or gone back and checked, there is no Satan, no Lucifer in Genesis. There's a serpent because it's like a Aesop's fable story yeah. where like some animals are bad and some are good. And the serpent's just like slithering around doing shit. And it was like... A thousand years or more after the Bible was transferred from uh, VHS to <laughs> HDVD. And then George Lucas came in, yeah. <laughs> added a bunch of do-box in the background. <laughs> it's just one of those late editions where they're like, well, a serpent that God made wouldn't be bad, but an angel might be, and an angel could, you know. So, And they made this whole fucking like headcanon fan fiction about how the serpent was the devil. I didn't realize that for years. I was going to ask you if when you were a kid, did you think it was kind of unfair that the snake had to crawl around on its belly? Because unless all snakes are the devil... <laughs> not the snake's fault <laughs> old testament god was fucking weird man petty as fuck yeah he was just like uh and you're gonna crawl around in your belly and you woman now childbirth's gonna be super painful <laughs> yeah. what the fuck before they just shot out easy peasy easy just just <laughs> just fell out as she was walking babies all over the place it's almost like a bunch of ancient farmers made up god because they didn't understand weather <laughs> yeah one dude got bit by a snake <laughs> It's a fucking devil. And died. And everyone's like, well, that's obviously. <laughs> Dude, 
dude, and more to the point of this fucking shitty TV show, everything that has been coded as evil in like storytelling culture is still considered evil by them. So snakes, skulls, all that stuff without any evidence. I know we have talked before about how we don't like to approach these things on their level. We don't like to argue as if some part of what they're saying is true and try to have the argument within the framework of what their beliefs are. But I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> There's no biblical reason to think that skulls are evil. Yeah. Or beasts. You mean just the fucking animals? You know what? Noah was a real sack of shit. I can't believe he saved all those beasts. <laughs> <laughs> he let all those babies die in the flood, but he saved the beasts. Blah. As a kid, I would draw monsters all the time. And some of my Christian school teachers and family members would be like, why do you always draw such scary stuff? Why can't you draw something nice or draw something like from the Bible? Dude, there, there are lots of you could have drawn the coolest moments from the Bible. <laughs> well, like, yeah, here's uh, the bears that killed those 40 <laughs> kids. <laughs> Well, it was around Easter time, so I drew Jesus on the cross, you know, like all super brutal, like... So nice. <laughs> so nice. And yeah, they were all like shaking their heads at me disapprovingly, like, this isn't what we meant. 20 years later, Mel Gibson gets a fucking award for the same uh, shit. <laughs> damn it. And they loved it. Joe, do you have that picture still? Oh, no. Oh, God. I probably it. gave it to the church or something, and they probably threw it away because it was too much. When they find out what a big artist you've become... <laughs> And they could have sold that picture. Yeah, you mean by how heavy I am now? <laughs> they open up a box that's back in the classroom and they're like, oh, this picture of Jesus is so good. We should hang it up. And then they just lift it off of the pile and there's just dick aliens underneath. <laughs> yes! <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is the Joe Blazo box. <laughs> he did that one real weird Jesus drawing and a bunch of weird robot dicks. As someone who is at this moment drinking a drink made out of an apple, <laughs> I, I think I might be on God's side now. That's evil. <laughs> Eve, you should have never touched the apple. And Angry Orchard, you should have never tried to make a drink out of that <laughs> apple. That's fucking gross. Fun fact, it wasn't an apple. Do you know what it was? I, I don't. I mean, either I'm asking. Oh, no, no. I said... <laughs> No, I, I thought you knew some kind of cool secret thing. Uh, no, I was hoping I would come up with something funny by the time you asked me what I was talking about, but it didn't happen. <laughs> it's, it's always drawn as an apple, but what if it was some super sexual fruit? Yeah, what if it was like a jackfruit? <laughs> it was just dildos growing on trees. The fruit of God's loins. It was just durian <laughs> oh. from there. And God's like, why would you? Yeah, he's like, don't eat that one. It stinks. And she's like, this serpent with legs told me to. And he's like, you mean a lizard? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that lizard, I'm turning into legless lizard. Yeah, from now on, it will be called Liz. Also, childbirth's going to fucking suck for you. <laughs> yeah. Take these periods. <laughs> now, our children don't have to wind up in the backyard sacrificing chickens to a moon god to be affected by the occult within the toys and cartoons. And you say some have even yelled out in parking lots, He-Man is more powerful than Jesus Christ. Right. All that has to happen is that, uh, for Satan to divert them from a pure and sincere relationship to God, and he's won. He kind of just says, our kids don't have to be doing all this stuff. But that's the stuff they're saying they're going to do. Phil Phillips says, the kids don't have to go outside and sacrifice chickens to a moon god for this stuff to be affecting them. But that's totally what he's saying. <laughs> he's saying, if you let your kids do this shit, they are going to eventually go in the backyard and sacrifice chickens to a moon god.
He thinks that's the end result here. <laughs> well, also, like, what's the alternative? Just play with, like, Bible character action figures? I don't understand, because all the evil demon ones are going to be the most popular because they're fucking half man, half beast. <laughs> the only Bible action figures you're allowed to play with are a Jesus action figure, a God action figure, but you can't see his face. <laughs> You have to put a battery in the back so that light's shining out so you can't see it. And if you put a battery in the back, the eyes will light up. And Enoch? Isn't that the, the guy that got taken to heaven without dying? Uh, Elijah? Oh, yeah, Elijah, too. Four action figures. That's a playset <laughs> right there. Yeah, what is the playset? Just like that cave that Jesus came out of? or I'm actually kind of excited about <laughs> Bible, Bible playsets. Play also, if you're only allowed to speak to living creatures, as he described, I've got really bad news for everyone. If you have a Pat Robertson action figure, you can't play with it anymore. <laughs> Take it, burn it in the backyard. Dude, did you burn anything in your backyard? I know we talked, Leanne did. No, my parents were pretty chill about this kind of stuff because I was told at church that like the cartoons and the toys that I liked were evil and a gateway to satanic Eating stuff. chicken in the backyard. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I was told that at church and I would come to my parents like crushed because I love Ninja Turtles. I loved X-Men. I loved Thundercats. I loved all of these things. And I was like destroyed as a child. And my parents were, they were pretty cool about that kind of stuff. They're like, you know, it's a TV show. Show, right they're like yeah it's a cartoon I'm like all right cool fine that's it and it's like the tiniest amount of confidence in in their son that's all it took to be like yeah you're fine <laughs> but to these guys they must think that every single child is a fucking idiot <laughs> like that can't tell reality from fiction <laughs> as if they're not drawn characters on a tv that don't look like anything else in the world i don't know man it drives me crazy Leanne pointed out last time, the only people in this situation who can't tell fiction from reality are these fuckers. Dude, for real. Let Lionel talk to his dead dad. Come on. Yeah, I know some of you parents that are watching are already saying, I can't believe it. I let my children watch this on Saturday morning and on the weekdays, and they're totally involved with these characters. They act like them. I tell you what, you have a responsibility as a parent to stop the children from having these toys, from watching these cartoons, and we'll share later how you're responsible for that child. In the name of Jesus, I break every stronghold and I command that Satan lose his hold upon your household, and I praise God for it. Amen. He did it. What'd he do? Gus Graffley. <laughs> Just declared no more Satan in the households. That should have been the end of the show. Dunzo. Why didn't he lead with that? Real American hero. <laughs> Could have been a 30 second episode. Yeah, dude. Phil Phillips just shows up. He's like, I'm scared about toys. And Glenn Glenn Glees is like, don't worry. I got this. <laughs> Let me just real quickly pray on this TV show. <laughs> So I burned a bunch of shit in my backyard oh. that I thought was evil. I was trying to remember right now all the things, but I'll give you a few of them. I got caught with porn once, mm -hmm. burned it. One time- Remember when porn was physical? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time I just felt guilty and burned it in the fireplace and my mom still found like, you know, a singed boob. <laughs> like, the last thing you want to find I in know. a fireplace. <laughs> and I got in trouble for that, even though I burned it. It was Other the devils. <laughs> Other things I burned, uh, magic cards, a copy of Warcraft 3. A buddy of mine said that he saw pentagrams in it and we burned our copies. A Nine Inch Nails album that Whoa. I had. It was the album Broken, and I broke it before I threw it in the fire. Nice. Yeah. Trent Reznor would be proud of you. <laughs> yeah, it's the second best thing you can do with an album of great music. 
I don't even listen to Nine Inch Nails anymore. It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, it's been 20 years for me. I should bust it out. Maybe it sucks. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, download it on my phone, listen to it, and then go burn my phone. Now, maybe it, I don't know. But I, I, I think it was probably good. I did have one of those moments with my with my mom where she was upset with the music I was listening to and like wanted me to get rid of it. I'd like to think that it was because I was in my new metal phase and she was just being like a cool mom. But it was more just she just didn't like the screaming. And Dude, the what was swearing. it? Uh, I was super into Rob Zombie and Slipknot and all that stuff. I think there was some Sepultura in there, so I was kind of making my way out of that phase. Rob Zombie, the writer and director of the Monsters movie? (laughs) What's so bad about that? Are you talking about Robert Zombert? (laughs) There's no alliteration in that name. He can't be good. (laughs) Even. Well, let's go on to some other occultic figures. I see one on the screen here, which we call Blackstar. Can you tell us about him? Blackstar is probably one of the most blatantly occultic toy series on the market today because with every figure such as Kadar, the invincible wizard that you're seeing here, comes its own glow-in-the-dark alien demon. This glows in the dark? Right. Now, the average child will own $72 worth of any toy series they get involved with which means that they could own four to 12 of these glow-in-the-dark alien demons here. Fucking Phil Phillips with his fake-ass statistics again. Dude, Phil Phillips will just start saying numbers. He won't reference where he got this information from, and he says it with such confidence. Children spend approximately 22 hours picking at their scalps to find bugs. (laughs) This is a fact. This is a fact. Some of his are completely subjective. Like he said at some point, 85% of toys are demonic. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, he doesn't list criteria. He doesn't talk about, does that mean toys that are on the market or toys that are purchased? Is that with a list of all available toys and then he counted them? Is it (laughs) the only way you get that stat is if you talk to Satan himself (laughs) to find out you need to see his, you need to see his data. He's like, uh, excuse me, uh, Satan, can I borrow that, uh, what did you call it, internet, to uh, do some research? It's like how George Lucas tricked the studio by convincing them to give him the rights to all the toys. Satan and God were having a negotiation about (laughs) the future of Earth, and Satan's like, yeah, you can go ahead and have all that. You can have all of Europe, and they can be all Christian (laughs) for this many years, but I get the toy rights. I get all rights to glow-in-the-dark alien demons <laughs> alien demons is it a- i don't know i guess to him they're the same thing it's the first dash of xenophobia in this <laughs> yep yep because they come hard in a little bit also they talk about aliens more hey <laughs> oh man they're hard while they're playing with these toys there's <laughs> yeah, just no doubt you mean to tell me that this is a perfectly natural reaction to being excited by toys Count me in. You're telling me (laughs) that I don't have to shove this up my butt to get excited about it? I can just play with the karate action? If I'm honest, I'm kind of (laughs) bummed. And not in the bum kind of (laughs) way. And I'm not bummed, and I'm sad about it. All right, all right. So they they move on from Thundercats and they start talking about this show, Black Star. Did you ever watch Black Star? No, I had never heard of it until this, which is a shame because the toys are fucking rad. Dude, they look super cool. Yeah, I would definitely have played with that glow in the dark alien demon until my mom took it away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the only Black Star I'd ever heard of was uh, Mostef and Talib Kweli. (laughs) That's the only Black Star I'd heard. Oh, and uh, David Bowie's final album. Yeah. (laughs) 
when I typed in Toys Blackstar, came up with a Pokemon card set called Blackstar. Oh. And that's it, which is a shame because I really want these toys. Yeah, dude, those toys look awesome. Even, uh, what's his name, Jizz Blizzlers, interrupts Phil Phillips. He's like, let's talk about Blackstar for a second. He starts pulling out toys. Yeah. Can we can we bust one out so I can try it out and see if the eyes glow? <laughs> Gurf Gurflins talks about how they're very satanic looking because they have bones. <laughs> oh, shit. Hold on. Okay. So he pulls out a toy from a series called Sectars. I'd never heard of this either of you. No, but I want to find one. Dude, this toy that he pulls out is super fucking rad. Yeah. It's like a a bug beast with a rider atop of it. But the beast is a puppet that you can like put your hand in. And it's all furry. Yeah. It's made of cloth. Yeah. And you control the legs and the head. It's a kick-ass toy. Yeah. And Glengarry Glenn Ross. (laughs) about to discover that too dude he puts this thing on and he's like thanos with the infinity gauntlet he is empowered (laughs) i thought he was excited about snake mountain in the he-man episode and i had no idea how fucking pumped this dude can get about a toy he keeps cutting off the guest on his show to be like hold on hold on the wings flap too right if i put (laughs) this button right here and totally starts flapping the wings and is like flying it around and then of course they make their references to the book of revelation and like evil writers on scary beasts. They're doing their thing as if they've never heard of imagination or fantasy for the sake of entertainment. Now this is where a child can identify with this and actually take this out of the box and uh, put it on his hand, no less. So let me see if I can put my hand in here. Oh no. Oh no, he says as he's having so much fun. (laughs) Unbelievable. I feel the devil coursing through me. He's like, I'm not upset. This must be the devil. (laughs) Get my fingers in the different glove parts here. And then this creature actually begins to uh, open its mouth and move its legs. Isn't that incredible? And so they can make it take on life. It says here that uh, it actually makes the wings move. So let me uh, look at that. If you didn't notice when we watched this before how enraptured Glorb Glorbison is, <laughs> there's a moment right here where he is playing with a toy and Phil Phillips starts talking and Gus... <laughs> Gus Goldison. Goldison <laughs> is completely distracted. He won't even look back at the guest. <laughs> and then Phil Phillips starts talking and Giles... Grab Asserson <laughs> has to like turn back around from playing with his toy and be like, oh yeah, totally what you said. <laughs> wait, 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 yeah, so, yeah. The, the, the writers and the thing and like, uh, oh, you know what? Let me just take this off my hand. And he finally like stops playing with it. I mean, he's full on articulating the limbs, fucking going for it. He's having a fucking great time. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? And do you remember those uh, verses in the book of Revelation about the flying beast with the riders on them? <laughs> the flying beast with the riders on them. So you this know, is the winged, the winged horses. This and... could actually be taken from uh, Revelation. Sure, it looks like it. I cannot believe it. He's forgotten where to take the conversation. I also want to talk about my favorite part of this video. And that's when you you can tell that the crew must have ordered a pizza because in the background, while these two jabronis are talking, a car pulls up because they're like in a living room. So there's a window behind them. A car pulls up. Someone gets out and in the two minutes goes back to the car, takes off. Two minutes after that, another car pulls up. Person walks out, comes back to the car, takes off. So I think the crew is just ordering pizzas. Super distracting. (laughs) I 
the last time we talked about these assholes, I mentioned that this was a garbage looking set. <laughs> I think this is someone's house. <laughs> Greg Gregley's actual shitty looking living room. <laughs> Gunch Gunderson doesn't even realize. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, if this is the direction that the occultic toys are taking, what are, where are we going? Where do you think it's going to? Well, it's going to bring the occult into every home. And you know that, that, uh, that the Lord said some very powerful things in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 11 on the occult. And I'd like to read those scriptures. Yeah, what does God say? When thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone that useth divination, or an observer of the times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. Actually, another scripture says that if you bring an abomination or an accursed thing into your house, then you will be accursed like it is. Would you say these toys are accursed to God? Oh, I would guarantee it. Way to speak for God. <laughs> I think it's important to talk about the language that they're using because it is language that we're hearing now. They have talked about abominations to God and how if you bring an abomination into your house, you are cursed. Sounds like magic to me. But anyways, that's like some shit right now that politicians are saying, school boards are talking about. Like this shit that they're talking about, for the most part, doesn't affect children. But the ramifications of that shit now are affecting children and in the worst fucking way. It's fucking scary. Because, like you're saying, these people believed in this imaginary threat of toys turning children into Satanists. And that didn't happen. I mean, they're a cool Satanist now. <laughs> but I read a Christian book once that said Satanism was the fastest growing religion in the world. I don't, I don't know what the fucking That sounds metric like a Phil Phillips that. statistic. Right? And that didn't happen. But there are people coming out right now, coming out as queer or trans. And so right now, when Christians like this blow the horn of Gondor <laughs> and like call all Christians to a cause that they are saying is bringing demonic forces into their homes, they are actually seeing a result of people leaving the church, of people coming out. And I guess my point is they have more reason now to be afraid because they are actually driving young people away from the church mm -hmm. into something that they believe is evil. And they're actually seeing the results of that. It's not like when I was a kid and I was told that if I played with certain toys or watched certain cartoons that I could be tempted to become a Satanist. That was an imaginary thing. But they actually are driving people away now and they're driving them into our core listenership. I know. <laughs> lives where they just are who they are. And if they can twist their little minds in a way that sees that as the same type of demonic evil, I don't know what's going to happen, but this fight against this fake demonic thing was the sparring match where they were preparing for this fight. And now they're actually fighting it. And like fucking queerness, wokeness, whatever they want to call it, is this new enemy that they can look at and see. And what they're seeing is people just being them fucking selves and wanting some autonomy and wanting to be left the fuck alone. Like, if you want to know which side of the argument you're on, the right side or the wrong side, and your side is just telling someone to stop living the way they are, like, I shit on Christians all the time. If Christians were just like, oh, yeah, I believe this, I wouldn't be upset like I am right now. Totally. I wouldn't be swinging this fucking dildo over my head trying to smack <laughs> things around your room. Well, yeah. Because, Why do you have so many dildos in here? Yeah, in the 80s, these guys are talking about toys and cartoons all under the guise of protect the children when even at the time 
time, I think people would look at this and be like, you're a little little off base here, or you're taking a little too far. But we saw it again with music, and now we're seeing it again, except now instead of attacking capitalism or advertising or whatever, they are attacking people, people where they live, people just trying to fucking live day to day, you know, have a fucking life. And it's exactly what you said. You fucking nailed it. Like all this was warm up for what they actually want, which is a beautiful white Euro Christian country. (laughs) Hate to break it to you, but by the year 2050, half this country is going to be beautiful and brown. (laughs) Dude. We can only hope. I, uh, that's a statistic I did look up and I would cite if yeah. I wasn't a few beers in. <laughs> it's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the week. If there are any Christians listening right now, I'm going to give you a big hint about what's actually going on. I'm going to tell you the secrets of the gay agenda. Are you ready? Here's the gay agenda. People should be allowed to grow up, live their lives, go to work, take a vacation, but just be gay. <laughs> That's the gay agenda, right? Like, I know I'm making a joke out of a very serious subject here, but that's seriously the agenda. The gay agenda is just be gay and chill. That's the agenda. Yeah, the only one trying to change the way people are living their lives are you fucking assholes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'd be on these guys' side if there was a Satanist government that was trying to push satanic toys (laughs) to turn kids satanic. Not because I would think that those demons were real, but because I would be like, why are you forcing people to live the way you live? Your boring-ass way of living. (laughs) Like, if you watch this video on mute, it just looks like two guys having a great time watching cartoons and playing with toys. (laughs) And if you watch it with the sound on, it's two guys having a great time watching cartoons playing with toys. But then spouting bigotry every once in a while. Almost like they have to. They're like, uh, all right, here's, a, here's your Bible verse of the episode. Yeah. Can we get this over and keep playing? <laughs> yeah. All right, Joe. I'm stalling because I know what's coming. Yeah, I know. Here we I know. Go. I'm really sorry, Joe. Get ready. So a parent who allows, allows his child to watch this on television and also brings these toys into the home or buys them for the child is actually breaking a commandment of God and inviting curses upon the family. Is that correct? Yeah. Curses, huh? Sounds like witchcraft. (laughs) If only I had a certain enchantment that would protect me from curses. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, pray the enchantment. (laughs) Yeah, I rolled low. Well, Phil, now I think a lot of this can even go back to some of the movies that have been coming out, like Star Wars and uh, the Jedi, Return of the Jedi, and so forth. As you know, Star Wars told us that the Force would be with us. And of course, the Force is a word used by witches down through the centuries to describe the power they receive from Satan. Joe, bite down on that stick. Don't grind your teeth. I got to stop because... Joe's quitting the podcast over this. Golf Gulberson is talking about Star Wars like he didn't just rip off Lando Calrissian's look. (laughs) Dude, he's totally Lando. He's got a big-ass collar, a beautifully manicured mustache, and a big old head of big old hair. Voluptuous, I would say. He's got one of those tight white guy fros that were like Mr. Kata. Oh, dude, he is, he's one cape away from being in Lando Calrissian cosplay, and he's going to pretend he doesn't know what Star Wars is? Fuck off, Gums Gummerson. <laughs> and of course the force that physicists refer to all the time. Uh, characters like Darth Vader, who look almost exactly like the ancient Norse god Odin. I've always said my favorite thing about Darth Vader is <laughs> that he's a bearded guy with one eye. <laughs> 
who rides around on a six-legged horse. Where the fuck did they get this? Yeah, now I'm really starting to question Phil Phillips' research. In what fucking universe does Darth Vader look like Odin? Yeah. What? I've never seen a version of Odin depicted anywhere that looks like Darth Vader. Does Odin even wear black? <laughs> Were there black clothes even then? Black dyes? Too much, too much dye. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and there's a form of witchcraft called Obi-Witchcraft, in which chanting Obi-Obi-Obi over and over again releases the power into the witches' lives. This is so, this part is so fucking weird. Yeah, I forgot the part where Odin didn't have the high ground. <laughs> Got his eye chopped off? What the fuck? I... These guys, I'm going to guess that you weren't told this, Joe, but I was told by a church leader who I greatly respected at the time. He's an anti-vaxxer now big surprise. <laughs> Should have seen it coming. I was told that Star Wars was entirely based on Eastern religions and occultic practices, that Obi-Wan was an occult practice, that the word Kenobi was an occult practice. Oh, uh, here's a good one. Qui-Gon Jinn. I was told that Jinns were demons, which is like Jinns from a lamp, I guess. I was the parrot from a this pastor thought that genies were real and that like the lamp story was real. I don't know, man. I was old enough to ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> I pretended that I was like, oh, wow, how interesting. And then I just went and still enjoyed Star Wars. But fucking, you weren't told any of that, huh? No, I was very fortunate to, get, to enjoy Star in. Wars. <laughs> If listeners haven't figured out by now, Joe is top three Star Wars fans on Earth. <laughs> I want to know which Eastern religion has a has like demons that need breathing apparatuses. <laughs> I have watched Joe sing karaoke with a Mandalorian helmet on. <laughs> and that's mean, not a joke. <laughs> that's a thing that happened. You mean putting on a killer show? Yeah, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, this is so rough. Yeah, at least they leave Yoda alone. Let's get back to it. <laughs> yeah, no one would mess with Yoda. He's so sweet. We're looking at Yoda right now. God damn it. And, uh, and Yoda was called the Zen master. Of course, this was based on Zen Buddhism. Yeah, I remember always thinking of Yoda as a Zen master. <laughs> yeah, because he's chill. <laughs> and he's always seen with serpents around him or serpents around him. Yeah, neck. look at the serpents around yeah. his neck there. And you remember how he's always seen covered in serpents? That part is so fucking stupid. Phil Phillips is like, he always has serpents around him. And then <laughs> fucking Grab Grundelson over here is like, yeah, you can see in this action figure, he's got serpents around his neck. And it's Yoda's fucking necklace. <laughs> also, he lives in a swamp. <laughs> you know what else lives in swamps? Fucking serpents. Yeah. <laughs> It would have been dope if in the prequels Yoda had snakes around his neck all the time. That would have been so cool. Or he just like walks into the council and there's like snakes following him. And like, oh, I guess the snakes were, those weren't part of Dagobah. There's, there's snakes everywhere. That's interesting. Yeah, they're like communicating with Yoda through hologram and there's just hologram snakes everywhere. <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know how snakes uh, represent uh, the devil and all of his long squiggly fingers. <laughs> So before we get too far past this, something I'd like to bring up occasionally as maybe a recurring segment here. Ooh, okay. New seg. I have this book that I was issued as part of a missionary course called The Compact Guide to World Religions. Oh, that's so handy. It's crazy they can fit every religion in a book that's not even an inch thick. I know. <laughs> 
And if you saw that cover and read the title somewhere, you might think, oh, interesting. I might like to know about world religions. But this isn't some like dispassionate glossary of generic information. This is a ministry tool that has sections for each religion and how to minister to them, objections they might have, how to answer those objections, the differences between their sacred texts and the Bible and how you can make the Bible sound better, sections that list their gods and how Christ stacks up to those gods. It is fucking wild. Ah, so a, a guide to colonialism? <laughs> oh, we're going to get to colonialism right now. <laughs> Because guess what kind of objections Hindus might have against Christians? Let's hear them. <laughs> this is from the section on Hinduism. Okay. I know we just talked about Zen Buddhism, but... <laughs> yeah, you know Yoda, the Zen master. They've brought up Hinduism a bunch of times now, and we should just see what it says I here. like how they always say Hinduism and Eastern religion. <laughs> or sometimes Hinduism and other occult practices. They yeah. said that, yeah. There are several cultural factors that might prevent Hindus from considering Christianity. The first is the fact that Hinduism is intertwined with the culture of India, the home of most Hindus. It's cool there's a thunderstorm rolling in as you're reading this. <laughs> Christianity has had, at least in the Indian's mind, an association with materialistic civilization and imperialistic exploitation. Sounds like it's like the Star Wars version of the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> Yeah, in the Hindu's mind, a white Christian nation that invaded them and ruled them for hundreds of years, completely subjecting them, taking their resources and abusing them, might be imperialistic. <laughs> when Christians wipe out a indigenous population and force them to convert to their religion, God's will. I mean, fucking Ann Coulter used to say all the time about the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yes, I think that we should go there, kill their leaders, convert them all to Christianity. She would repeat it like a creed, like four times in an interview. And it wasn't challenged by anyone. It's 100% the way a lot of Christians I know think. That's why Dick Cheney had to get his like fourth heart replacement because all the blood ran his dick when she said that. And he's like, <laughs> oh. I like that a lot of their depictions of gods from other religions just sound exactly like Old Testament God. <laughs> so here, here's a good one of Vishnu and see if it sounds familiar. The purpose of Vishnu's incarnation was for the destruction of evildoers. Good work. But the purpose of Jesus's incarnation was to seek and to save what was lost. I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> Is he going to bring back the thousands of He-Man and Thundercat toys that were burned? Those were lost. <laughs> I'm on one today. Sorry, dude. It's that it's the Star Wars shit. It really got me going. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Vishnu incarnates periodically as an avatar when the need arises, and then the avatar dies and is reabsorbed back into Brahman. And Jesus shows up every once in a while when Catholic churches run out of bread. <laughs> Uh, Jesus incarnates periodically as an avatar when the need arises, and then the avatar dies and is reabsorbed back into the Trinity. I just made that up. But it's, <laughs> it's fucking so dumb. And I read this book cover to cover at least one and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> 
because I thought this was going to mean the difference between someone's soul going to hell or going to heaven. Right. I thought if I didn't memorize everything in here and I ran into a Hindu somewhere in the five days a week I spent at Christian churches, that I wasn't going to have the right tool to convert them. And this was like the guidebook to save those souls, you know? Yeah. Pill Phillips and Gungan Binks over here. <laughs> They don't want <laughs> they don't want kids playing with toys or using their imaginations but you goddamn better be worried for all the unsaved souls out there. That's your burden. You put that on your kids' shoulders that they better go out there and save souls. But if they touch a GI Joe, they're going to turn gay and then you got to burn them. Here's a list of things about Hinduism versus Christians. Hindus are impersonal. Oh shit. Shots fired. Christians are personal. Hinduism is continuous in the sense of being extended from the being of God. Christianity is discontinuous in the sense of being separate from the being of God, which makes me really wonder where Phil Phillips is getting all his information because if he's disconnected, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Hinduism is about merging with the oneness until your individualism disappears. Christianity is about merging all of your moral beliefs with God so that your sense of right and wrong disappears. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm honestly getting, like, upset less at this book and more at me for taking it so fucking seriously and not being able to see through it. Because at the point when I got this book was my most in-the-church fervent era. I was dead set on becoming a missionary. I thought that I needed to constantly study the Bible and prepare for this life of saving souls so that I could have the dopest mansion in heaven. <laughs> it's all right, dude. It's not your fault. You were indoctrinated as a child? What? I know. I think the problem was that, and I've never admitted this, but inside my house were all these items, books that were filled with these evil spirits of fucked up moral ideas. I mean, there was a whole book that just taught me nonsense and I read it all the time. I would go to meetings in a building that didn't have to pay taxes. They should ban that book. And surrounded by a bunch of people who told me to think that if you didn't think a certain way, you were going to burn for eternity, you know, just casual stuff. You know, now that I think about it, if they had said, you're not going to burn for eternity, you're going to burn for just like a thousand years. I had to play with those He-Man toys. <laughs> I wouldn't have watched the cartoon. The cartoon still blows. Thundercats, oi. Dude. He-Man had the best toys. Thundercats had the best cartoon. Oh, yeah. That animation, rock solid. We should get them together. Reach out to me, Hollywood. <laughs> I got a script for you. All right. What are these two clowns going to talk about next? They already attacked Precious Yoda, the Zen master. <laughs> what else could they the shit on? The sweetest little dude. Yeah, after he just played with a puppet <laughs> who's so full of love and understanding and shitting on him. What are they going to come after next? Yeah. Now, let's take it up right now with uh, another creature by Steven Spielberg, I believe it is, from E.T. No! The Extraterrestrial. What, do you, what can we say about him? Yes, it was a camouflage occult movie, including uh, levitation, psychic healing, mind control, uh, mental telepathy. <laughs> because E.T. looks like a turd, and as we all know, turds are the waste of the body, and demons are the waste of heaven. <laughs> A.T. also included some inferences to homosexuality within, uh, within the movie. Homosexuality? Yes. All right. Yeah. What's the reference to homosexuality in I e. was racking my brain. I don't remember. <laughs> 
what is it 1984 if there's a reference to homosexuality in that movie it's a negative reference without a doubt yeah 1984 does someone call someone a slur in the movie you feel like phil phillips would be all about that i mean gay slurs in the 80s were totally pg so it's possible but what is he talking about here I'll bet he's talking about when E.T. is wearing the wig and and wearing a dress. Oh my God, that's it. That's it. Wait a minute. We don't know E.T.'s gender or sex. We don't. Like, they call him a he in the movie, but no no one knows. I mean, I think there's a deleted scene where a glowy pointed (laughs) dick comes up and then Elliot's like, oh. (laughs) But even then, he never told you he was a he. That's got to be it. That's got to be it. They put a wig on E.T. And Phil Phillips immediately saw that, clammed up, and then started doing that 80s association where he went, okay, the tiniest bit of femininity in a man, which I guess he saw E.T. as a man, (laughs) is is associated with homosexuality. And then also back then, they used to always make gayness tied to pedophilia. And it was so fucked up. Not anymore, though, right? Fucking I think we're past that. I think we're past that. I think that... I ain't watching no movie where an alien's wearing a wig. I don't like any trans aliens. I don't even have a transmission in my truck. I only have a mission. It's like when recently Christians got all fucking flipped out over Mr. Potato Head oh, being yeah. called... Mr. What, did, what did they change the name to? Mr. Potato? Yeah, or just Potato Head. Let me tell you. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head always came with big ruby red lips that you could put on. It's true. And eyes with eyelashes because... Because Mr. Potato Head's trans. Clearly trans. And so they fixed it by making it Mr. Potato. So you should be happy, fucking Christians. So if someone's gender is permanently linked to their sex organs, where's fucking Mr. Potato's sex organs? Where's that peg to put in there? Yeah. If anything, he's tucking all of his body parts. (laughs) I almost sprayed awful cider (laughs) all over this place. Holy shit. Ugh, fuck. Okay. Anyway, I guess we determined that Phil Phillips thinks E.T. is a man and trans and gay. E.T., queer hero. Yeah, fuck yeah. So glad that he got out of here in the 80s. (laughs) Back to his home planet. Yeesh, yeah, he couldn't wait to leave, I'll bet. Fuck. That's probably why his family came. They were able to see in the future and they're like, we gotta get you the fuck out of here. They talk about E.T.'s healing powers as being evil, and I feel like they could have done a little bit more research, at least as much as they did in the Thundercats, because who's to say that E.T.'s healing powers don't just happen when he's on Earth? Because they mentioned Superman also. Superman only has powers on Earth. On Krypton, he's just a regular jack-off. Yeah. Maybe on E.T.'s planet, he's just a smoking hot babe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. And he was trying to, like, I don't know, wipe away a tear. And then all of a sudden the kid was healed. He's like, oh, shit. I hadn't thought of E.T. this way before. But what he's complaining about is the monomyth, right? Joseph Campbell's story of, like, the hero with a thousand faces. Right. This idea that there's a story that kind of perpetuates and it's the hero's journey and all that stuff. So E.T. is like Christ in that he shows up, performs some miracles. Has a great body. Has a great, just a <laughs> I only say that because I have E.T.'s body. Yeah. <laughs> Heals some people, performs some miracles, dies, comes back from the dead, and then flies a bicycle, which I think is in Luke, right? It's in Luke where Christ flies a bicycle? That's definitely in Deuteronomy. (laughs) (laughs) 
So just to point out how fucking selective Christians are with their arguments, C.S. Lewis, who I'm not going to defend, he was, you know, a shitty Christian, just like a bunch of them. He made the argument that that same story showing up over and over is a sign that Christ is like embedded in us. Oh, I see. Which is such a backwards ass A equals A argument. Totally. Like instead of saying, oh, the reason that the early Bible writers, none of whom knew Christ, by the way, none of the gospel writers knew Christ if he even existed. The argument could instead be those writers wrote that story because it's like a common story. It's been around since Gilgamesh, right? It's been around forever. Totally. It's a fun story that we tell over and over. And not every story follows that same pattern, but you can make the case that a bunch of them do. So don't believe that just like all the other fictional stories, the Christ story is also one of those stories. Instead, believe that's the only true story. And then if you believe C.S. Lewis, all the rest of them are just reflections of that. And if you believe fucking Phil Phillips and fucking fuck Fuckerson, <laughs> then all those other stories are evil ripoffs that are bringing demons in. So if you use Christ's story in a piece of fiction, you've made a demon? I don't get their fucking point, man. So if Star Wars is a ripoff of Jesus's story, then when my church did their version of Star Wars, was that a ripoff of a ripoff? Man. <laughs> Someone call the lawyer. This is copyright violations yeah. all the way down. Yeah, where's Jesus's lawyer in all this? Everyone's stealing his story. Where do we fit into this? Now we're repeating it. What day is it? How old am I? Which episode are we on? Gosh. All right, let's let these... Uh... The fucking scumbags with a thousand <laughs> dick faces. Dude, scum. That's a good one. All right, Joe. Once again, we've rambled on. And I feel dumber. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I thought I was gonna have more fun watching this this time. And often when we watch these things, I have fun and then get angry. This time, I got bummed, man. Yeah. I'm annoyed and like exhausted. I'm curious, one, if either of these dudes are still alive. Two, how they feel about all this shit now. I, like really feel, because I know they'll just double down because that's the move. I'm sure like they let their grandkids play with Star Wars toys. I'm sure they took them to fucking Star Wars in the theater for the new ones. I like that this is a podcast where we tell our stories and then sometimes bring in guests and have them tell their stories and then we all laugh about our collective trauma and shit on it. I think that's good. I think it's healing. But sometimes I'm bummed that we don't have a platform to invite these assholes on and ask them where they stand. I don't want to be confrontational most of the time. <laughs> and then I see shit like this and I'm like, give me old guy, guy <laughs> Gilbert and let me go at him. I don't know what would make me more mad if he's just still an asshole or if he changed his mind. I I guess I changed my mind. I shouldn't be mad. I came out of it. Yeah. And look at me. But also. Model of. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, I'm that guy who hands out stickers for his podcast at a bar. <laughs> and everyone goes, ah, oh, this fucking guy. Hey, you can always keep in your mind there is a chance that Glum Glumberson did change his mind and is now an amazing drag queen. Oh my God. That would make me so happy. He's wearing enough rouge in this <laughs> fucking video. He's like 65% of the way Dude, there. This is like a blurry VHS rip on YouTube. Yeah. And you can still see. These dudes are pasted <laughs> up. They're gorgeous. God. What else do we have to say about these assholes? We'll see them next time. <laughs>
we got, we we'll got do it. at least one more. I They've gotta, got so many. I mean, I have his book right here in my hand. And other things he shits on? The Gummy Bears? What? Rainbow Bright Cabbage Patch Kids? Not Garbage Pail Kids. He loves those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I could at least understand. They're gross on purpose, right? Whatever. But Cabbage Patch Kids. There's going to be more to talk about. And there's much more turmoil in this toy box. <laughs> There is bags and bags of turds. You're telling me. Sitting on those chairs <laughs> telling us. So you're saying, you're saying that there's more episodes of this nonsense? I can't wait. So you're telling me. <laughs> Who is this? Duh. Darth Vader, this character Darth Vader, I've never heard of him, never seen him once as cultural icon. Demons are getting in through this iPad, through YouTube, into me, and making me so sad that I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Wild stuff. <sighs> I mean, at least we know they're wrong about Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there's definitely some demonic influence in George Lucas. <laughs> How embarrassing. You so got over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, pals, thanks for hanging out. Definitely play with some toys. The eviler, the better. The more demonic, the more zen, the better. Cover yourself in serpents. <laughs> Change your head to another head. But above all, tell your friends about the show. Check out the Patreon. It's up now. It's alive. We do. We have a Patreon now, and it's got cool shit. The main thing about the Patreon is we have a Discord server now, and you can get on there and chat with us. You can chat with other ex-religious folks. We're super excited about it because up until now, our idea of the ex-religious community means building that community like one person at a time as we happen to have conversations with friends who've left the church, with random them people. I've made some good friends through the podcast, but we haven't had a community space yet. A church building, if you will, <laughs> online. <laughs> and that's kind of what this Discord is supposed to be. So get on there, hang out with us. Every level of the Patreon gets you into the Discord, but I want to be super clear about something. If you want to join us there, if you want to talk about something, or you just want to hang out and you can't give any money, that's not a possibility for you right now. Just send us a message through our website. Send us a message on Instagram. You could probably just send a message on Patreon, whatever. We will let anyone in there who wants to be part of the community. We'll ban you if you're a fake Gun Gunderson <laughs> and you're just on there to fuck with us. But the Patreon is a great way for us to try to keep this project going and help pay for some of the mounting costs for it. But the community for us is so not about the money. The community is about the community. So please come hang out with us. It's going to be fun. Also fun stuff on there. Bonus episodes coming out really soon. There's stickers you can get that may or may not have a half-naked Jimmer Tim on it talking about Lucifer. He's a hunk. <laughs> and you can vote on future episodes. Let us know what you're interested in. You can hang out for live Q&As that we're going to do. You can watch funny, weird videos with us, share your ex-religious memes, do all that fun shit. But most importantly, you can 3D print Mandalorian armor for both of us. That's the that's the highest level of Patreon. <laughs> it's like if you if you contribute the most, you're like by by clicking this button, you're committing to 3D printing Mandalorian armor. For the guys. It's like pay to join us, plus also pay a bunch to give us shit. We're not this like other great podcasts. <laughs> Why is no one doing this? It's a great idea. Fuck. I'll wear it, dude. I'll wear it every day. I'll wear it to work. I'll I'll wear it to work. I'll wear it down the street. 
and see if it stops Earth bullets. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Miss you, Leanne. Miss you, Leanne. And if you want to hear Leanne and me talk more about toys and shit like that, there'll be a bonus episode right after this in the feed where you can hear us chat with some toy collector nerds about cool satanic toys. <gasps> oh, yeah. All right, everyone. Rate and review us on apps. Tell your friends about the show. Look yourself dead in the mirror. Squeeze your own butt and give yourself a wink. You deserve it. Damn straight. Mm-hmm. You don't hear Glenn Greeny over <laughs> there giving that kind of send off. No way. He doesn't care about your mirrors or your buns. Yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> Joe, let's go pour one out for Pat Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Leanne. Miss you. Love you, Leanne. Love you, Christian. Love you, Joe. See y'all next time. Bye. (laughs) Heretic Party is produced and edited by me, Christian Atkin. Joe Blablazo is our co-host, and they call him the Zen Master. And Leanne Collins is our co-host, heretic researcher, and filthy joke extraordinaire. Follow us on social media, at Heretic Party on Instagram and Twitter, and reach out to us on our website, hereticparty.com. Remember, happy lost souls, your stories deserve to be heard. You deserve friends and community who listen to you and support you. If you're struggling, recoveringfromreligion.org is a great nonprofit resource for individuals who have questions about changing or leaving their faith. They have a support hotline you can call anytime. We'll see you in two weeks for our next episode. Until then, get yourself any children's toy you want, any adult toy you want, and play like Shaman ain't watching. Peace. I can't believe how much of a wrestling podcast this has become. (laughs) Two episodes in a row, Hacksaw Jim Duggan references. (laughs) Heretic Party is a member of Rad Pantheon, a collective of podcasters, artists, musicians, and other creative types who do our best to connect you with rad stuff you'll enjoy. If you like what we do, check out radpantheon.com or look for at Rad Pantheon on Instagram or Twitter.